So goes Israel. So goes America. Our, uh, we are in a world at war right now, and we are looking with all eyes on Israel in the Middle East. And I want to encourage people that you can join in live. You can comment uh, with this with this broadcast right now. I'm going to be bringing on Chris Reed in just a moment. He's going to share a very powerful dream that he had just recently. And God has spoken to him in many prophetic dreams in the past. And Chris, I want to just welcome you to Charisma News. And uh, thanks so much for for being here and being willing to share this. I know you shared it with Sid Roth recently, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about this live, and we're gonna be able to uh, mm-hmm. ask some questions and and really try to figure out what God is saying, and most importantly, also what we as Christians need to be doing. So, Chris, welcome. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad to be with you. Thank you for having me, John. And it's always a delight. We love charisma and uh, appreciate uh, you asking me to to do this. Yeah, it's uh, it's great to connect with you again. It's been a little while and we've talked several different times about dreams that you've had. And one of those dreams is really standing out to me right now. And we'll talk about the the Sid Roth dream that you shared. It's like not a Sid Roth. It's just you you shared it with him already. But a while ago, and I don't remember the exact date, but you showed me a screenshot of the the, the Apple um, iPhone Notes app where you wrote this down and the date. But you had a dream of Israel making a strike, uh, like a preemptive strike at the at an Iranian nuclear plant um, yeah. to stop them. And so, whenever you first had that had that dream, and we talked about it, it was like, okay, yeah, we could kind of see this happening, but man, it looks like it's 1159 right now and, and midnight's about to strike. Uh, so yeah. when when you think back about some of these these words that you've already had, uh, what are you thinking now as we're getting closer to what it looks like it might be might be coming to pass? Yeah, John, it, you know, I when I gave that prophetic word at Morningstar, you know, we have our uh, New Year's conference every year uh, that's at the very end of December and we come into the new year. And uh, the last five years, even before I came to Morningstar, when I was pastoring in Indiana, I, I've, the last three months of the year, I just began to ask the Lord, what's coming this next year? What is set in stone? What can we pray or take action to alter or at least limit um, or change? You know, obviously the prophetic word came to Hezekiah. He was told, get your house in order. You're going to die. But he turned his face to the wall and repented it and God extended his life 15 years. Same with the prophetic word to Nineveh uh, that God was going to destroy Nineveh. And once Jonah got his act together uh, and he went to Nineveh, you know, that judgment was was spared. And this prophecy, right. I don't know if it can be seen. I think yes, it we can here. see that. Yeah. Oh, um, you got a notification there. <laughs> so December 29th, as you can see here, it's a note. Uh, prophecy for Israel. Israel strikes a facility in Iran, which appeared to be a nuclear development plant. So that's the date, December 29th, 2022. And I obviously looked up strike just because, you know, as you, as you have it there in your note app. So, um, you know, when, when I gave that, I didn't know, I didn't, you know, because the scripture says we know in part, we, we prophesy in part, we see in part. Right. So obviously I didn't know the full I didn't pretend as if I knew the whole, I just had a piece, you know, sure, the part sure. that I saw the part that, and I did see in a vision 
more than once, Israel suddenly strike Iran uh, and the nuclear development facility plant, like almost like in the in in this mountainous area. Um, and I think it's referred to. I'm I, I know of one of them, and I'm not saying it's this one, but Bashir. I think it's called the Bashir nuclear. Uh, plant in Iran. And I don't know if that's the only one. And I'm not saying it's that one. I just saw nuclear development plant in the uh, mountainous areas there. And it, something provoked Israel to suddenly strike. Um, and I actually prophesied this the year before. So in December of 2021, and I prophesied again in December of 2022. And, you know, a lot of things can delay prophetic words, uh, human will, prayer, right. Uh, some things are set in stone and some things, human will, human participation, just like the Hezekiah thing, the Jonah thing can determine the timing of when these things happen. I mean, think about it. Jesus went away. Uh, he told John in Revelation, surely I come quickly. And mm -hmm. that's been 1900 years. Yeah. So, yeah. The, yeah. So there's, there's a lot of things that we need to, you know, just keep in mind, like when God speaks, it's in his timing and yeah. we need to just like the 10 virgins. Okay. That some, five of them had their lamps ready with, with oil and five of them didn't, we need mm -hmm. to be ready for what it is that God is, is speaking and what God is um, for whenever he comes and whatever the things are that he is, is preparing us for. I mean, this is really, really important and we need to be ready. And so whenever God gives a prophetic dream to somebody, and they're able to share it and be able to share those details. Um, you know, there's dreams, there's interpretation, but there's also action. And yeah. whenever, um, you know, all throughout the Bible, we have people like Joseph and Daniel, where they, like Joseph especially, I, I love this, where Joseph interpreted Pharaoh's dream and then actually gave an action plan that led, that led to saving the nation. So we have the ability to hear from God and not just, say, oh, we're doomed for whatever this, whatever's in this dream, but we have the ability to walk and operate in the, the action, the action plan that God is giving moving forward too. Uh, so Chris, I, I want to talk about this dream that you just shared recently with Sid Roth um, about these sleeper cells, you know, or so goes Israel, so goes America is, is one of the things that you said in that. So I want to just kind of set you up so you can share about that and encourage people to like and subscribe and comment. And uh, if it's if it's something that we can connect, we'll, we'll bring it up in here and, and deal with it during our live portion here. But yeah, Chris, tell us about this dream. Yeah. And I just want to say, John, I want to encourage everybody that's watching. Please share, share, share this because the, it's not about this isn't like a dream that gets you popular. OK, uh, this is not something that people want to hear. I don't want to hear it. And I pray and I believe and, and I'll share this at the end that it can be altered. But I, I want awareness of this yeah, absolutely. so that we can take action. So if people that are watching now or later will share this, that's, it's important. So I'll just yeah. I'll this read is a dream that will wake you up for sure. For sure. And it's it's needed to share. So if you believe in the prophetic, I encourage you to do it. So this was uh, I titled it the U.S. terrorist cells from the southern border. So on Saturday night, October the 8th, I had a dream in this dream. I saw a map of the U.S. and I saw that through the American southern border. 
as you know, amidst the 6 million plus illegal immigrants who have come across the southern border since uh, Joe Biden took office, uh, that there were peppered in among those illegal immigrants thousands of trained terrorists from the Middle East. Now, we know that not all of those illegal immigrants are evil, terrible people. We're not saying that. But there were uh, amidst them these terrorists. And so uh, in the dream, it was the most unique, uh, strange scenario. I was given a communication device. The best way I can explain is like a cell phone, some type of communication device. And I was somehow, as I I looked at it, I was able to read encrypted uh, communications Hmm. um, that were explaining this coordinated plan of terrorists to hijack, control, manipulate, uh, and ultimately harm the U.S. and the U.S. government, but to manipulate and hijack the U.S. government, and the last step being destruction or detonation. So I remember, as I was looking at this communication device, I remember distinctly remember seeing the words, so goes Israel, so goes America. And, Where did you um, see these words? Say that again. Where did you see these words? On the uh, encrypted uh, communication device. Hmm. Um, yeah, and so that somehow that's how I was able to um, read it, and that's what I don't understand is is how I was able to read because I knew somehow it was encrypted. Hmm. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I'll continue reading it. Yeah, yeah. So um, the attack, so so as, as I was able to read, so goes Israel, so goes America. What does that mean? Well, on the attack uh, that came into Israel on the Sabbath day, and it was also the last great day of tabernacles, the eighth day. So it was like a double Sabbath. They were unprepared. They were at rest. And they were taken unawares to use biblical language. And so they came in Israel through the southern border as a breach of security and intelligence. And so the southern border, breaching the southern border, uh, and this is what was happening in America, the same thing in the dream, through the southern border, um, at the U.S. southern border. Now, these terrorists in the Middle East, uh, that I saw that they were Middle Eastern trained terrorists. Um, and they all didn't look, you know, the same ethnicity. That was what was interesting, but I knew somehow they were Middle Eastern trained terrorists. They took advantage of the open U.S. border um, since the Afghanistan pullout that happened in August of 2021, which obviously left a vacuum in Afghanistan. And uh, it was taken over by, you know, the, the Taliban, the Taliban, which is a, a form of, of, ter- you know, terrorism. Uh, and, and with that vacuum that the U S government, when we, when the military was pulled out, we pulled our military out. When Biden did that, it created a vacuum and a breeding training ground for terrorists. And so that training started taking place there. And then the open porous U S Southern border those terrorists were being sent there. And so I saw jihad resurge as a result of the vacuum left in Afghanistan. 
I was able to read which nations on this encrypted device, um, this communication device, I was able to read from where the terrorists had come from. And they were the stand nations. Now, I didn't see all the nations, but I remember seeing Afghanistan, Pakistan, Uzbekistan. And uh, they were working in coordination with the cartels to get mm. into the United States. And once they got into this, the U.S. through the southern border, uh, they would relocate themselves uh, accordingly as they were told to from this communication encrypted and communication device that was called or referred to as command. It mm. was called command. Uh, and it was this communication device that they all had. And somehow I had uh, one of them as well. And so I then saw at least not saying that there's not more, but I saw 12 dormant terrorist cells on the map of the U S Wow. And these people that created these terrorist cells, when they first come into the U.S. through the southern border, they were mostly taking sanctuary in sanctuary cities. And then through command, through the communication device, they were given contacts. I, I was shown and I, that they, they could connect with people in local areas upon arrival and those contacts would help them find a place to live, help them find a place to work or to establish themselves or make money somehow. Mm. And these terrorists were told from command that they were giving two, they were given two promises. They were promised that their families would be taken care of or rewarded, compensated uh, financially for their compliance. And the second promise they were promised rewards in the afterlife mm. for obeying command. Now, among these 12 uh, sleeper cells, I remember a few of them. I remember seeing one in Michigan, another in Minnesota, another Arizona, another Texas, another in the Carolinas, another in the Northeast. And I didn't, I didn't know for sure whether it was Boston, New York City, or Philadelphia, but it was in that region. And I just, I can't remember the other ones, mm -hmm. but I do remember those. <clears throat> now remembering we know in part, we see in part, I'm, I, I tried to remember everything that I could yeah. accurately. And here was the plan. The plan was to control the actions of the U S government and to dictate our foreign policy, our defense and dictate our response, even to world events mm. by blackmailing the U S government. In wow. other words, it was, if you do blank, such, whatever, we will coordinate and detonate simultaneously. Now, detonation was the final step. I want to make that clear. Mm -hmm. But they were basically saying, quote, if you do this in any particular situation, we will coordinate. And if we have to detonate simultaneously, if the government doesn't, comply with our demands or wishes and the demands and wishes were clear. It was this number one, don't use the U S military to attack or fight against jihad. Like we have in the past when ISIS was taken out. Number two, continue to send funds 
to Iran and other terrorist states to support them in the name of foreign aid. Number three, I also knew that they had pictures explicit in nature of U.S. politicians in every branch of government in both parties that they threatened, they were somehow able to threaten some of these politicians Mm. that if they crossed a red line, whatever command uh, determined or deemed to be a red line, that they would embarrass or expose them or hurt them. And number four, the demand was explosions were the last step. But before they did that, but that being the last step, they could also do other things prior to that, hmm. which was they could attack our infrastructure uh, with blackouts and other technological disruptions as other means of controlling the U.S. government and our response or what we could do to defend ourselves or our allies. And they could also coordinate mass shootings. They could also coordinate mass knife attacks. And they could also coordinate um, taking hostages in various places in the U.S. for ransom, for ransom money. And, you know, you think about how many movies have you watched in your life where that's happened to some degree. Yeah. Um, But this was like a large scale thing because they were able to relocate in the U S get planted, get established, and then communicate. The last stage was detonation Mm. across these cells. Um, and I saw on the U S map smoke clouds all over the map, rubble, destruction and disaster. And that was the end of the dream. And I want to make this very clear. I woke up, And I had a knowing Mm. that if action was taken now, this is why I want to encourage everybody to tell people, share this on your social media, your Facebook, your Twitter, on YouTube or whatever, because if we take action and one of the first things obviously we can do is we can pray against this, but that's not the only thing we can also just like faith without um, works is dead prayer without taking action or actionable steps that we can take the the second thing that I knew that we could do is, is if we all got everybody, if, if we got everybody everywhere to call their U S representatives, their senators and demand that Congress take action on the border. Um, it's ironic by the way, that president Biden is actually having <laughs> some of the wall built now suddenly and, the, and he's blaming well it was done under the previous administration but they cannot ignore this even the liberal media is turning against him in many ways because of the economy and this unsustainable southern border thing and and here's the other thing just like this attack came from the southern border in Israel these terrorists have come through our US southern border and the the, the third thing so prayer calling your government officials third developing even bringing training into your churches of situational awareness knowing what to look for not getting in suspicion or fear there's a difference between uh, preparedness 
and being in fear. Mm. I think many times when you share a dream like this, some people automatically just get turned off and don't want to hear it because they only want to hear positive prophetic. But if you took out and all you left in the Bible, even in the New Testament was positive prophetic, most of the book of Revelation would be gone. Agabus wouldn't have prophesied in the book of Acts about a famine. He wouldn't have bound his hands and told Paul, don't go to this place or they're going to kill you. Mm -hmm. I mean, even in the New Testament, we're given the prophetic for the purposes of being able. In fact, that Agabus story, when he prophesied in the book of Acts, this is after the cross. He prophesied about a famine coming. The church was able to prepare and actually send disaster relief humanitarian relief and aid. So situational awareness training and self-defense. I knew Mm -hmm. this was something that, you know, Jesus said, sell your cloak and buy you a sword. We're not for violence. We don't propagate violence. But I think that we are going to have to defend ourselves at some point. I don't know when this is going to happen. I'm not setting a date. And I'm actually saying These things can be changed. We just got to make sure that we are not perceived as soft targets. Amen. Amen. Yeah, we we can't be soft targets. I mean, the Bible tells us, like you said, that, you know, sell your cloak and get a sword. You know, the sword can also be used for defense. You know, like it can be used as a it can be used as a tool. It can be used as a weapon. I mean, Peter chopped off somebody's ear. Um, and Jesus put it back, but a sword can be used to to cut things. And the Bible talks about how the, the sword of the spirit, uh, which is the word of God, is something that's actually going to rightly divide. Uh, and there's so so there's things that the sword can rightly divide as well. So I'm not just talking about a physical thing, but, you know, there's there's a lot of representation with that. Uh, but getting a sword, it can be a defensive or a defensive thing as well. So, yeah, just because it's just because it has a sharp edge doesn't mean you have to use it that way. Uh, regardless, be ready, be prepared. And I love what you said. Um, we need to pray, call our governor or you know, call our government uh, officials, our representatives, um, and and tell them get on this border thing. This is important. This is the time to act. You know, I actually my uh, and then all the, the last thing is for prayer, which we just were talking about. You know, I, I my wife and I are going through the Bible this year, and we just read uh, Nehemiah recently, uh, just a few days ago, actually. And it is so much about rebuilding the wall, rebuilding the wall that has been torn down. Um, You know, Nehemiah, when he first gets there with the command from the king to go and rebuild the wall with he not not only had his permission to do that, but he had a command. He had authority and he was able to, uh, you know, get the resources that he needed. He went and he surveyed and he saw where all the problems were first. And then he made a plan and devised it. And then within 52 days of them starting, they were able to rebuild the wall and strengthen it. And even though we had people like Sanballat and Tobiah that were saying, even if a fox would jump on that, uh, it's nothing but it's, it's just going to fall apart. They still accomplished that even whenever they had enemies going after them all the time. They were literally exactly. told to have a sword in one hand as you're, you know, and pre- be prepared to fight as you're working with the other hand. I mean, yeah. that is, that is the situation that we are in right now. And as you're talking about this, Chris, that is what's coming to my, to my heart and to my mind. Like we need to have that same mentality where we can't let a wall be broken with holes there. 
we need to have our hands on a sword, but be rebuilding that wall that we have there. You know, I love, I love our fellow brothers and sisters that are more, you know, liberal theologians. I certainly disagree with them. Uh, But, you know, like for instance, some of the Christian left that would say, and I, and I love them. I'm not, I'm just, I'm just disagreeing. We can disagree. Mm -hmm. You know, they say, you know, we shouldn't have walls. We should be all inclusive. And we're not against immigration. Correct. We're we're against illegal immigration. And by the way, most of these, um, you know, the socialist oriented leaning nations of Europe, they have a border that is more enforced than ours. Mm -hmm. Uh, Try to get into England or, or Germany or France uh, illegally. I mean, there, a lot of those nations have strict borders and here's the thing, the people that's, that say, you know, when, when Trump was running, a, you know, the whole thing about the wall, it's like, that's evil. And they tried to compare it to where we're, when Reagan said, you know, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall and we're not about walls. Well, first off, that was a different type of wall. Mm-hmm. That was that was a wall motive. to keep people in. You know, exactly. Not to, yeah. <laughs> There's a difference between keeping people in versus keeping the wrong people out. And you're welcome to come in. But here's the thing, even the new Jerusalem has walls of Jasper Yep, and it has gates. So Jesus said, I'm the door, I'm the gate. What would a door or a gate be if it wasn't hinged and attached to a wall? So even that, that foolish, honestly, there's no other way to say it. Acts 17 verse 26, that God has made of one blood, all the nation's uh, of men to dwell on the face of the earth and has determined the times before their appointment and the boundaries mm. of their habitation. So, you know, a lot of this woke theology that says, I'm, 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 I'm not getting down a rabbit trail. This is, this is important. It's important. Yeah. You know, people say, well, we shouldn't, you know, build walls or we should tear down the history or any remains of anything that has ever honored any of our fathers trying to force a 21st century mindset on 18th century people. If you're going to try to tear down any monument that was built by any, which we, we hate slavery, we condemn slavery. Mm -hmm. But the fact is every tribe, nation and tongue and people group on the face of the earth has had slaves at one time or another has built monuments when, when they had slaves. So the point that I'm making is slavery wasn't just in America. If you're going to take that route, you have to erase the entire world history because every people group at one time or another have been the oppressors. They've taken over a weaker nation, taken their goods, taken their spoils, taken their land be, as their own. And then Later, few centuries later, another superpower would rise up and do the same thing, take their people, make them slaves, take their land. Doesn't make it right. We're not for that. I'm just simply saying every people group, every ethnicity has had slaves, sold slaves, built Mm -hmm. monuments uh, from slaves. And we cannot lose this argument in the arena of ideas. It's okay to have a boundary. It doesn't make you racist. It doesn't make you racist to say God establishes boundaries. It doesn't make you racist to say, 
you know what? We, we can't, if you don't learn from history, you're bound to repeat it. So we're not going to tear out the pages of history or erase the names of people who are in our history because they did bad things or else you're going to have to tear down the pyramids of Giza. You're going to have to tear down every uh-huh. historical monument or church or whatever that was built hundreds of years ago because we are all guilty before God. That's why we all have to come in repentance and love for one another because all people groups have done each other wrong. And right. even people in the same people group have taken slaves of their own people groups. So the point yeah. that I'm making is we all have to start at ground zero and that's love for God and love for each other. Amen. Amen. And there, there are more slaves alive in the world today than there have been in the rest of history, yeah. uh, especially with, uh, you know, human trafficking and other types of, of exploitation as well. Um, this is the world that we live in and it's, it's slavery. That's not out in the open, but it is, it is there and it is rampant and it's, it's a horrible, horrible stain on all of humanity. It is. And as, as you were talking about just how uh, this ideology is dangerous. And so we have, uh, different ideologies in the world, but I was just thinking about the the cycle of hard times create strong men, strong men create good times, good times create weak men, and then weak men create hard times. We have been in this period where we've had good times, and unfortunately, we have created a a weak culture so that now there are hard times that are upon us. And, you know, just, just just because that cycle is, you know, kind of goes throughout in history, it doesn't mean that we have to stay there for a very, very long time. But we do have to at least acknowledge and say, you know what, we've we we've neglected to do the things that we were supposed to do. And we've let uh, weak men take control. We've let weak men be the leaders and really set the boundaries um, and really not set boundaries. That's, that's the, one of the biggest issues is they haven't set these boundaries. And so that now we are in the midst of, of hard times, but that's going to bring upon, that's going to bring strong men, strong leaders in this world uh, as we need right now. But in the hard times, this is where those, those leaders are developed. And so right now we're, we're in a difficult time in the economy We've got our world at war. We've got this this dream that uh, that Chris has been talking about, and you know I'm seeing in the comments that there's other people that have been having similar dreams, and they've been having this. They've been woken up in the middle of the night, and they've been. Uh, if I can go through a lot a lot of this and, and pull some of them up, uh, it's 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 really interesting. Um, Let me just, if I can, John, yeah. say this. Uh, Sid Roth told me uh, when I did this interview with him that he had, um, uh, I think it was two or three other prophetic voices independently, privately call him and tell him what I told him. And then also I have a a pastor friend out in California, Joe Sweet. He also told me he had another prophet that remains unnamed at this point, but had a similar dream. And Mm -hmm. isn't it bizarre how that on the news right now here in America, the FBI director and different ones are coming out and saying they they're going to plan to do this here. They they're already warning us. And I didn't hear anybody else share this. This is, this isn't something I got this the night of October the 8th and, and I shared it 
two or three days after, but it disturbed me so much. I couldn't share it for two or three days, just like under a, a load of feeling troubled. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so when I did share it with my staff here, uh, at Morningstar, and then I, sh- I shared it with a few people, I thought we shared it out Morningstar journal, uh, news, we shared it out and we felt like this needs to be heard. Yeah, it, it does. And, you know, just like Jonah went to Nineveh and he was upset because the people of Nineveh heard what the prophetic word was and they repented and that actually held back that word from coming to pass. Uh, was Jonah a false prophet? No, Jonah was speaking the word of the Lord. And that really what God wanted was Nineveh to change their hearts. And that saved a generation. Now, did Nineveh fall? Yes, it did fall years later. But but people responded. And we have an opportunity right now to respond to, yeah. to these words. And Chris isn't the only one that with words like this. True. There are other people. There's people in the comments. I couldn't get to, to all of them there. Actually, let me see if I can find some. I know that this person said that Joseph Z, who's a, another prophetic friend, has had similar concern and, and saw uh, from something he saw last month. Um, great guy. So there, there's wow. another person. Um, what was that, Chris? I said he's a great guy. He seems like a great guy, Joseph yeah. Z. Yeah. And this person said, I've had two dreams of destruction and no power here in the United States just last week. I never have dreams. Shook me up bad. Yeah. These, these people, God is speaking to people in the nighttime. Um, And uh, here's somebody that uh, they're asking, what is a sleeper cell? Uh, What is a sleeping cell? And so uh, Chris, could you just kind of explain what that is for, for somebody that doesn't understand? Yeah. So a sleeper cell would be, it's not, uh, you know, it's not just like a a place where people sleep. It's just kind of like a coordinate, a community of people who are lying dormant right now, the best way I can describe it, they're not taking action yet, but they could. And it's kind of like they're sleeping now. I guess you might say that's how I understand it anyway. Mm-hmm. But if they're given orders or they see the right opportunity, um, you know, that they, they'll awake. And, and if these 12 sleeper cells um, were to act together or a few of them at, you know, a short period of time, it could really, um, it could really mean something. Yeah. There's more people here. Um, this John Anderson said, I saw a building being demolished. I had the dream twice. It was near November. I know that guy. I know know that that guy. He's a good dude. Let me tell you. Wow. Um, And so can I read read a verse? This is Job 33. Uh, Let me pull this up here. Job 33. um, So this, so all the people that are listening right now that are courageously sharing your dreams, um, this is why this is happening for you. And this is so Job 33 and verse 14. This is an awesome verse. There's so much here, but I'll just read a couple of verses. Job 33, 14, for God may speak in one way or in another, yet man does not perceive it. Mm. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon men while slumbering on their beds, then he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction in order to turn man from his deed 
and conceal pride from man, he keeps back his soul from the pit and his life from perishing by the sword. Wow. If that ver those verses there, Job 33, you know, verses uh, 14 through 18, it's saying God may speak in various ways. He can speak to you in a variety of ways, through a song, through a child, through a picture, through a number, uh, you know, and we all have to learn to develop our prophetic filter. But dreams are the easiest way for God to speak to us because our, our conscious mind is subdued. And our subconscious mind is, is what God can speak to. And it therefore projects images up on the screen of our mind. That's a dream. And through imagery and pictures uh, or like a movie, if you, you know, like a dream, it, it literally can keep a person, get instruction, turn man from his deed to keep him from making prideful decisions or to humble him, to keep his soul from falling in the pit or to keep him from dying by the sword. Hmm. That just is amazing to me that God can use dreams to do that. And if Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, he still speaks the same today. And I, you know, you, you know, you hear a lot of people, and I'm sure there's always people that make comments on videos like this and say the prophetic's not for today. We, you know, the supernatural's not for today. We have the Bible, that's enough. Well, I would simply say if the Old Testament compound names of of Compound names of Jehovah, mm -hmm. Jeho the seven compound names, Jehovah, Shalom, Jehovah, Raphi, uh, Jehovah, uh, Tixkanu. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Jehovah Jireh. Well, mm -hmm. Jehovah Jireh, my provider. If Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and Malachi says, I am the Lord and I change not. If he is Jehovah Rafa, the healer, then he still heals the sick today or else he has changed. Mm. And so therefore, because he can't change and because those compound names say he's healer, uh, he's deliverer, he's our peace, um, he still heals the sick. There's still miracles for today and there's still him. He still speaks to people through dreams and visions today. And so if any of those compound names have ceased, then he, he totally contradicts his own word. He cannot change. He's therefore a healer, just like he's also a savior, Jehovah or Yahweh Yeshua. Uh, God has become salvation. Amen. Amen. You know, Chris, you've given us a lot to think about and a lot to pray about more, most importantly. And, 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 just like Chris was talking about, part of the action plan that we need to respond to this dream, uh, to this prophetic dream that he has had, that he's shared as this prophetic word now, is that we need to pray. The first thing is we need to pray. That is, that is the first thing we need to do every single time, regardless. We need to pray and seek the Lord. Repentance is key, but we need to pray and seek the Lord for what he wants us to do individually. Uh, because some of you might be in a different situation where you could do something different. Uh, but regardless, pray, intercede, ask the Lord for wisdom. The second thing is talk to your congressmen, your representatives, whether it's state or uh, you know federal level. Uh, get in touch with them, and especially regarding the, the, the federal level, because we need to get that border secure. Yeah. Um, just like we talked about in from the book of Nehemiah, he surveyed what the problem was and he rebuilt that. 
Um, and that's something that we need to take care of. And just, just like Chris was sharing about how the attack in Israel came from their Southern border in Gaza, just that's what exactly happened uh, in, in his dream as well. And then the third thing is uh, to prepare, get yourselves ready, have that sword ready, have, you know, do what you need to do to prepare, not in, not in fear, but in preparation. Uh, you know, the Bible talks about having the, the, our feet shod with the, with the readiness of the gospel of peace. You know, you can be somebody that's going to bring peace into a dark situation because you're ready. You've been prayed up. You are ready to go. And so I just want to encourage everybody that's watching, you know, even, even after we're done with this, share this with your friends, get this out far and wide, help people get ready. This is not just something for you to sit back and for you to take all this in and say, oh, that was that was entertained for 40 minutes or whatever. No, this is a, this is some actionable intelligence from the throne room of God that he's spoken to Chris through these dreams. And Chris, I just want you to uh, I want to ask you right now if you would just pray for those that are watching and pray for this situation that is happening right now. And we'll agree with you in prayer. Type I met tape. Type amen in the comments. Let us know where you're where you're watching from and where you're where you're agreeing with us from. Thank you, John. Yeah. So, Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we come to you uh, in agreement. Everybody that's watching this now or later, we come into agreement. Uh, number one, for the nation of Israel, God, there are so many promises uh, to Israel that through tribulation they will turn to their Messiah. We love the Jewish people. We bless them. We love all people, uh, but we ask you right now to help them fight for them, defend them against this evil that was perpetrated upon them. And also, I pray for the United States of America. Lord, I pray that you will uh, continue this great awakening that is already happening in America. Lord, over the next few months, I pray that there will be such an, a situational awareness that we'll be aware of the things that are going on around us and see the warning signs and to, and, to, and to understand that there's nothing wrong in defending ourselves or our children, defending uh, those who we love. And so I ask God that you'll give us clarity. Anybody that's dealing with uh, fogginess in their mind or just fear, or anxiety, we break that in the name of Jesus. Preparedness is not the same as getting in fear. Lord, so many times in your word, Jesus, you even said, take heed lest these things catch you unaware. Uh, and so we are just wanting to awake out of our sleep. It's high time, redeeming the time. And Lord, I feel so much in the next six months, there's going to be so much change happen, even at the top in this nation. Help us, prepare us. Help us for the days ahead and give us clarity. Protect the United States, protect Israel, and protect all of your people throughout the earth and th throughout the nations. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. 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 Wow. I'm just looking at the looking, looking over at the comments here. There's so many people from around the world that are um, that are saying that are joining in prayer and amening. And um, I'm not going to be able to get to everybody, but my goodness, there's people from all over, from other countries here. Awesome. And we just we thank you guys for, for watching and being, um, being active with this. You know, this is not just the time to sit back and watch a video. And, you know, we're on Facebook and YouTube. And I want to encourage everybody, make sure that you're subscribed to Charisma News on YouTube. 
um, and Charisma Magazine on YouTube as, as well, because whenever we do things like this, you're going to get a notification that we're going live. And so you don't have to wait for somebody else to share it with you. You'll get notified right away because you don't want to miss what God's doing whenever there's a prophetic word that's being released. Um, there's, there's a reason for it. And so we can't just sit back and wait for things to happen. We need to be leaning in, leaning into God's presence, leaning into the prophetic word and testing these things and really seeking the Lord because we live in a day and age that makes things very difficult. We're, we're inundated with social media, things on our phones. You're probably watching this on your phone right now. Uh, and, but you, this, your phones can be used for good. It can be used for evil. So make sure that you share these good things with other people and help them to get ready too. Chris, thank you so much for, for spending some time here with us at Charisma to be able to share what it is that God has been speaking to you. Um, it's a privilege and an honor to be connected with you. And uh, thank you so much for entrusting us with, with the word that God's given you as well. Well, I say the same. Thank you, John. And we love charisma. Morningstar loves charisma. So thank you. Amen. Amen. And everybody watching, stay tuned for more charisma news whenever we get the opportunity to go live. Be ready. <laughs>